Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Amen. How are we doing this morning? Oh, man, we've got some excitement today. This is good. I love this. Hey, uh, my name is Brian. If we have not met, I serve here on staff as the youth pastor. Um, I am currently engaged. Uh, that's not anything for you. I just like to tell people that. That's my thing. Uh, I'm super excited about that, super excited and in love with my fiance. Um, amen. Come on. Isn't that a good thing? That's a good thing, right? Uh, and uh, before we jump into today, uh, I just want to take a moment to celebrate and honor our pastors. If you did not know, if you've been off of social media or you haven't seen anything that we've been doing, this past week we celebrate both Pastor Joel and Miss Peppy's birthday. So can we just make a round of applause for them, celebrate them? We genuinely, I, I believe this with all my heart, we genuinely have the best pastors in the world. Like, I genuinely believe that with all my heart, and I believe that this next season for them that they're stepping into is one that's going to not only revolutionize our lives, come on, but it's going to revolutionize the kingdom of God. So I am excited for them. I'm thankful to be here this morning. If you know me, if you've heard me before, uh, I, I like to preach, okay? Like, I, I enjoy getting excited as I'm talking about the Word of God, but today I want to do something a little bit different. I've got a TV. I've got some notes. I want to teach on something this morning. As we've been in this series, I think I heard from God. Has anybody enjoyed the series so far? Oh, man, I, I know I have, uh, and I think this is just an incredible topic that all of us can learn about and grow in, no matter where you are. And, and I had this in my heart kind of as I was preparing for this message that maybe uh, as we've been in this series, this is like week 72 or just kidding, it's like week six or something like We've been in this series for a while. Maybe in this series, you have, have kind of been in this place of still like, ah, like, I'm not really sure that I'm hearing from God yet. Uh, like, maybe as we've gone through the weeks, you've gotten excited and you've been trying to hear from God, but maybe you're like, I just, it's just not working for me, okay? I need some help. I, I want to speak to you this morning, but I also want to give all of us maybe a strategy, not a solution, but maybe a strategy to help all of us hear from God on a consistent basis. How many of you think that would change your life if you heard from God on a consistent basis? Yeah, it, it will. It will. And so today, let's just open up our Bibles. Uh, if if you've got some notes, if you're taking notes, you got your phone. Like I said, I want to teach this this morning. So I'm going to encourage you, get out your phone put these in your notes section. Maybe you've got a pen and some paper. Write this down. If I'm going to title today's message, it would simply be partnering with God. Just super simple. Partnering with God. What I've learned about hearing from God is that it requires partnership with him. Right, that, that partnering with God is how we hear from God. Uh, I love that, that, that there's this idea, this concept, this belief that we have that when we partner with God, that God partners with us. So if you're writing this down, just write that over the top of your page. Type this in your notes section, partnering with God. We're going to turn to the book of Mark chapter 6. Uh, and in Mark chapter 6, 
There is, there's two passages that I want us to look at today. They're both found in the book of Mark chapter 6. Uh, and I believe that we're going to get to see something very, very interesting that happens in the lives of the disciples, in the lives of the followers of Jesus. So in Mark chapter 6, I want us to just start at verse number 7. Mark chapter 6, verse number 7. It says, calling the 12 to him. This is Jesus. Jesus is calling the 12 to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. And then as we jump down to verse number 12, we see what happens. It says that they went out and they preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Now, before we dive into that, I want to give you just three points today that we're going to talk about in hearing from God. These three points, they're really simple. They all start with R. It took me a little while to figure that out, but I got it. Uh, There are three points. Read, reflect, read, reflect, and respond. If you're writing notes, write that down. Read, reflect, respond. Uh, If in, in this process of hearing from God, what I've learned is that if we will partner with God, if we will take some time to sit down and open our Bibles, if we'll take some time to sit down and open the word of God, oftentimes what I've found is that I hear from God. That when we open the word of God, that sometimes it seems as if I'm just not getting anything from it. But I can promise you, if you stay disciplined in opening the word of God, you will see that God will begin to speak to you reading the word of God. One thing that I found, I'm the youth pastor, so I see a lot of things that are going on maybe with the younger generation, even in my generation. But it seems as if somewhere along the way, we've lost intimacy with God. Right, like, like intimacy with God. Not, not, and, and what I've seen is that it seems to be traded, like intimacy with God seems to be more now seen as someone that's in a service that shouts amen. It's like if they're shouting amen at a service, they know God for real. Like it's, I don't know why this has happened, but somewhere along the way, it seems as if we've lost true intimacy with God. That to sit down and read the Bible, it's like, nah, I'd rather just watch a message of somebody else telling me about what the Bible says. That somewhere along the way, it seems as if we've lost this intimacy with God. But if we will take the time to just read the word of God, if we'll take the time to spend time with God, to get intimate with him, I believe that that like we said, that, that, that partnering with God, when we partner with God, God partners with us. Or maybe we could say it this way, God doesn't work for us, God works with us. This means you have a part and he has a part. This means I have a part and God has a part. Hearing from God requires partnering with God. Start by opening up the Bible and reading. And then after you read, I would take a moment to reflect, right? Somewhere as you're reading a passage, maybe something stands out to you. Maybe as you read it, you're like, huh, that's a good point. Instead of just brushing past that, maybe instead of pulling out your phone, tweeting it, putting it on your Instagram, and then going about your day, maybe just take a little bit of time to reflect on what that verse might mean. Because what I've learned 
is that oftentimes, whenever I'm reading the word, whenever something stands out to me, that's God trying to get my attention because he wants to say something to me. That, that as you open the word of God, you begin to read the word of God, something's going to stand out to you. Whatever that is, whenever that is, reflect on that. Take some time throughout your day to think about what that means. Maybe there's something that needs to be applied to your life from that verse. Maybe God's just trying to get you to pause for just a second so he could speak something to you. Maybe don't rush past the moment when something stands out just because you've completed the chapter. Put the Bible down and say, all right, I'm ready for my day. Maybe if we'll take some time to reflect on what the word of God is saying in the thing that stood out to you, that oftentimes I've learned that's God trying to get our attention because he's trying to tell us something. Hearing from God requires partnering with God. Then after you've read, after something, you, something just stood out to you, you begin to reflect on it, that God's going to start speaking. That something, remember we talked about this on the inside. That on the inside, something is just like, ah, you know what? I need to make that phone call to that person. I, I need, oh, now, now, Jesus, you want me to forgive? I don't, I don't, do you know what they did? That somewhere, something is going to come up from the inside. As you give yourself and you honor the thing that stood out to you, as you honor what God was trying to get your attention, as you honor that, God will begin to speak. And then this gives you the opportunity to respond. That as you respond, one thing that I've learned about responding to God is that the quicker I respond, the more easy or the easier it is for me to recognize his voice the next time. Right? As I obey what he's saying, the easier it is for me to recognize that it's him that speaking, maybe you've been in a place where it's like, I want to hear from God. I just don't think I'm doing it right. Maybe I would just offer you this strategy. I'm not saying it's a solution. I'm not saying every time you do this, it's going to work. But I will tell you that this is a strategy that does work. That as you take time to open the word, to read, as you take time to begin to reflect on something that stood out to you, God will begin to speak on the inside in your heart that something you'll be moved in a certain direction. And from that place now, you have the opportunity to respond. So let's, let's try this together. Let's do this together as we jump back into our text, as we look at Mark chapter 6, and we read verses 7 and verses 12. I'm going to read it one more time, and I want us to just practice this today. In verse number 7, it says, Calling the twelve to him, he begun to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. Verse number 12, they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. I don't know about you, but as I read that, there's a lot of things that stand out. Like a lot of things just kind of jump up on the inside. I'm like, oh, goodness, this is... This is interesting. The, the first thing that stands out to me is that Jesus, okay, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of the world, 
He takes the authority that he has and gives it to some imperfect, broken people. Now, I don't know about you, but maybe that doesn't cause a little bit of confusion. Like, why would this man, the savior of the world, give his authority to people that were imperfect? That, that Jesus, he gave authority to his followers, right? I think about this word authority. I'll write this down. Authority is essentially delegated power. It's very, very simple. Authority is delegated power. Authority is when someone who has power chooses to give it to someone else. Now, I, I don't know if you get a good picture of this when we talk about it, but maybe if you grew up with siblings, you understand delegated power very, very well. I, I am a middle child, okay? Uh, shout out to all the greatest children in the world, the middle children where we at. Thank you. I see you. <laughs> I'm a middle child, and I have an older brother and a younger sister, and I can remember the moments Whenever my parents would want to go out on a date night and, and they would do something that I didn't always agree with. <laughs> Maybe if you're a middle child, you get this already. You know where I'm going. They would do something that I didn't always agree with. They would bring us all in the room, say, hey, kids, we're about to go out. Your brother is in charge. Now, she wouldn't talk about me, brother. She was talking about my older brother. And I never understood why she never gave me the opportunity to just like test the authority, right? Just to, just to, but it was probably a good idea. Uh, and they would say, your brother Isaiah, he is in charge. And I can remember this one moment specifically. Last night I was thinking about it and like the whole story came back. I think I'm still hurt a little bit. Uh, I remember I was thinking about this. And me and my sister, my parents had just left. Me, my brother, my sister, we were all in the living room. Me and my sister are arguing, okay? And we're arguing about something that, that is actually very, very important, all right? Uh, this is not something that's a small subject. This was something that was, like, very, like, serious and important. We were arguing about who had control of the remote control, right? Like, we, no, 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 you're laughing, but you understand, right? Like whoever has remote control, they have your life for the next hour, right? They have like what your life is going to consist of what they choose to watch. And if you don't want to watch that, you have wasted an hour of your life, right? So we're arguing about who has the remote control. And I can remember in this arguing, my brother, he seems to have gotten tired of us arguing. So my brother looks at us both and he says, Brian, Dominique, go to your room. Now, <laughs> shout out to my sister. She went to her room. <laughs> shout out to her. Love you. You're awesome. I chose a different path. <laughs> I decided to just kind of, just kind of, I wanted to test his gangster. I want to see what he was really about, right? Like, I'm, just, I'm just standing there. <laughs> Brian, go to your room. I'm just looking at him like, make me. Like, what you going to do? Right? Like, and then he did something. <laughs> right? You know what he did. He said, said, Brian, go to your room. I'm calling mom and dad. I said, yes, sir. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm going to my room. Why, why did that happen? 
My brother has some delegated power. Like it wasn't him in himself that had the power. Like me and him could have just kept arguing. Like if he didn't use the authority that he had, like we would have just been arguing for the next hour until my parents got home. I wonder how many times are we arguing with things that God's given us authority over? Like, like how many times do we find ourselves frustrated and upset and angry about things that God's already given us authority over? Like, I don't know, maybe in this world right now, <laughs> what it needs a little bit more of is the body of Christ standing up and using their authority. As I'm reading this, I'm reflecting on this and I'm understanding that God's trying to speak something to me. But I'm looking at it through the lens of the disciples, right? Because Jesus comes to the disciples and he, he gives them authority. They have this opportunity to respond to what Jesus has just told them. And it is incredible because they respond immediately, like they go out and they start seeing people healed. They start preaching. It is an incredible moment where the disciples, they have heard from God. They heard from Jesus and they acted upon it and got results. That, that in this moment, Jesus, God in the flesh, gave them authority and they begin to act on it. And they get the results that Jesus got. This is, this is incredible. Like, this is so amazing to me, but I find it so interesting how the Bible does such a great job of showing how people are not perfect. Like, I love how the Bible does such a great job of showing the humanity of every human that shows that there's only one person that's perfect, and his name is Jesus, the Bible. I don't know if you've read the same Bible that I've read, but as I read it, I see people at their highest and then I see people at their lowest, right? It gives me so much hope in a way of like, man, like to be a follower of Jesus doesn't mean I got to be perfect. It just means I got to pursue. Like, it's so interesting how the Bible does such a great job of highlighting successes, but also highlighting failures. It gives us a, a breath to let us know, hey, <laughs> God's not after perfection. He's just after progress. Just you keep getting better. You just keep going after him. And in hearing from God, it requires partnership with God. He's not looking for a perfect partner. He's just looking for one that will pursue him. And in a couple of verses later, it's so interesting that we see the disciples in this moment when they are getting this power and this authority from Jesus. They go out and respond immediately to what Jesus has just told them a couple of verses later. We see Jesus ask them to do something and their response is completely different than in Mark chapter 6. In verses number 35 through 37, I want to set this up. The disciples have just come back from casting out demons, healing sick people, and they get with Jesus. They get on a boat, cross this sea, and from there, Jesus begins to preach to all the people that are around. The disciples, they are hungry and tired, and they are ready to go home. 
I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that. He just, can I please go home? <laughs> they are hungry, they are tired, and they know they can't go anywhere until all these people go somewhere. And we see in verse number 35, it says, by this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. The disciples came to Jesus. This is a remote place, they said. And it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Catch this. But he answered, Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, Jesus, listen, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much money on bread and give it to them to eat? What, what, what a moment of humanity, right? They, the disciples, they have this moment when they hear from God, they're reflecting upon what it means, and then they respond. In this moment, the disciples, Jesus is like, hey, guys, you go feed them. You give them something to eat. The disciples reflect on it. They're like, nah, bro, <laughs> that's a lot of money, and I'm not trying to spend that. <laughs> Why would I spend that much money on all these people to get a little bit of bread? I don't know if you caught this, but when I read these two scriptures together in the same book, it made me think about this. Why is it so that we are, are so good at responding when we are getting from God, but have a hard time when it comes to giving for God? Like, I, I read this and I'm like, this is the same chapter. It's not like these are two separate occasions. This all happens in the same story. Then why is it that it's so easy for us to respond when it's we're getting something from God? But the moment he's like, hey, I need you to give something. It's like, now nah, that might not be Jesus. That, that might not be him. That's the devil in Jesus' name. Like, why is it? I, I read this scripture and I find it interesting, right? Like the disciples, they look to Jesus. They're like, Jesus, that's half a year's wages. Do you want us to spend that much on some bread? And I kind of contextualize it, and then I put it into my own situation. I put it into my own life. I'm reading this text. I'm like, what would this mean? What would this look like for me? How would I respond, right? Uh, I'm reading this, and, and it's like, you know, I'm reading the word of God. Something stands out to me. I reflect on what it means, and God begins to speak to my heart. Hey, Brian, Brian. I want you to start giving 10% over and above your normal giving to help the church get a parking lot paid for. Now, Jesus, why in the world would you want me to give 10% more than what I'm already giving to the church so they can get a parking lot? Uh, I had another moment. I was like, huh, okay, you're right, God. You're right. Uh, uh, I was reading the word of God. Something stood out to me. I gave myself to it. I honored that. And God, he, he begun to speak to my heart and, and said, hey, Brian, I want you to start supporting this missionary on a monthly basis. 
I said, God, why in the world would you want me to start supporting a missionary on a monthly basis? God, if you have forgotten, I am engaged. I need to save money, not spend money. Uh, another moment, so, yeah, I'm reading the word of God. Uh, something stands out to me. I begin to reflect on it. I think about it. I have this moment where just in my heart, I just feel like I'm supposed to give $2,000 to this couple. And I looked to God and said, that must not be you. <laughs> that must not be you. I'm like, God, why in the world would you want me to give $2,000 to a couple that seems to be doing pretty good when I look at their Instagram? Like, they seem to be okay, if you ask me. And by the way, by the way, God, this isn't just $2,000. This is four months worth of savings. And I had to believe you for that because that's not just savings. God, that's my honeymoon fund. Like, that's what I'm going to take baby girl on. I said, Lord, how in the world is this you? And it would be funny if this wasn't real life, but this is real life. This is the process that God has been taking me on of partnering with him. Remember, hearing from God requires partnering with God. That if we're not willing to partner with him, that even in the moment when we open up our Bibles, when something stands out to us, if we're not willing to take a second and partner with God in that, in something as simple as just taking the time to reflect on a verse of Scripture, maybe that's the reason why we've had difficulty hearing from him. Is that, is that we're not taking the time, the opportunity to, to just give ourselves to what he's trying to say to us. How many times do we get caught up and I got to read this chapter and then I can start my day? How many times do we get caught up with, ah, I'm running late, I'll do it later. How many times do we get caught up in my Bible plan is over? I guess I'm just not going to read today and start again tomorrow. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Uh, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> How many times do we get caught up in these moments that God, he's genuinely trying to speak to us, but we won't take the time to partner with him, maybe you have been hearing from God all this time. You just didn't know that it came in the form of a scripture kind of standing out to you. And maybe God's been trying to connect with you this whole time. You just didn't realize it would be so subtle. That, that hearing from God, it's all about partnering with him. And genuinely, that's one of the things that I love about this church is that we have a value that is partner. We have a value that says when we partner with God, God partners with us. That no matter if it is tithing, that no matter if it is project giving, that no matter if it's supporting a missionary that we support, when we partner with God, that God, he partners with us. And maybe it's not that you haven't been hearing from God. Maybe you were just focused on getting instead of giving. 
right? Like, look at the disciples. Look at the difference in their response. That the moment that Jesus was giving them something, the moment they were in the posture of receiving, of getting, they had some quick obedience. They said, yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, I got the authority. I'm about to cast out demons and devils. We healing the sick. We preaching the gospel. That they loved it. They were getting something from God, but just in a stark turn of events. The moment Jesus says, hey, I know you've been preaching to all those people. I know you've been using the authority that I've given you. But, but how about we start caring for them and providing for them? You know those finances that I gave you? <laughs> how about we start using some of that to actually feed them with something that will provide for their physical bodies too? Right? Like God is a God of completeness. He's not just a God that's spiritual. No, no, no. He, he's very natural, clearly, because he came to this earth as a human. That I just think that maybe sometimes it's not that we're not hearing from God. I think it's just we didn't realize that he was talking. Like, I, I just think we didn't realize that he would show up in a scripture in the form of just something standing out to us. In those moments, as we're reading scripture, in those moments as we're going back to intimacy with God, as we're taking time to say, God, listen, I want to know you. Like, I want to know who you are. Like, I, I, I am, I'm so thankful we got good preaching. I'm so thankful we've got good teaching. I'm so thankful that I can get on YouTube right now and hear some of the best preachers in the world. I am so thankful for the gifts that are in the body of God, but I believe God wants a relationship with me. That's not just through them, but it's just me and him. And at the moment that God speaks to me, they could tell me a thousand things, but the one word from God, like it changes things. Like that's not just something we say, it's the reality. That a word from God, it changes things. That I, I want intimacy with God. I want to hear from God on a daily basis. Like I want God more in my life than I've ever had before. I want to hear from God. Maybe you do too. Maybe you truly desire to hear from God. You've just been in this place where it's like, I don't think I'm really hearing from him yet. I would offer maybe two strategies. The number one, maybe you didn't realize it was God because it wasn't so big. That maybe as you take time to read, as you take time to reflect on something that stood out to you in the scripture, maybe it's just one word. Like maybe it's just the word authority in that scripture that stood out to you. Like as you take the time to give yourself to that, that you'll begin to realize something on the inside will just start coming up. Maybe it's a decision to make. Maybe it's a phone call to, to, to have. Who, who knows exactly? Maybe it's something God's asking you to give. But as you take the time to reflect, to honor the word of God, maybe that's the first step in you working with God and God not just working for you. 
As you take the time to reflect, I believe God's going to bring something up in your heart from the inside. Give yourself to that. Like, honor that. Take time to just think about that. If the devotion for the rest of the week is you just reading that scripture again and again and again and again and again and again, that's enough. Because God's trying to get something to you. Maybe I would just offer that first. Maybe it's just you didn't realize he was already speaking. But maybe the second strategy in hearing from God, maybe you've been like, I used to hear from God a lot. Like I used to hear from him a whole lot, but it seems as if right now I'm not hearing from him much at all. I would just pose this question. Maybe your heart is really open to getting but it's not as open to giving because God wants both. He wants to know that he can use us to get things to and to use us to get things through. But God, he desires that. I don't know where you find yourself in this journey of learning to hear from God, but I believe maybe with this strategy of reading reflecting and responding that maybe you'll begin to realize that it's God that's been speaking the whole time. You just didn't know it was him. Read the word of God. Take time to get intimate with God, to see what he's saying. Reflect. Take time to not just rush past it. If something stands out to you, give yourself to that. Think about it more. Honor that more. And as you do, something I believe will come up on the inside of you. That's God. He's trying to speak something to you. And as he does that, respond. Take action. Go after it. Do whatever he's asking you to do. Because hearing from God, it's not as hard as we might make it seem sometimes. And maybe it's just you didn't know he was speaking the whole time. Hearing from God, hearing from God, it's genuinely all about partnering with him. It's about partnering with him, whether it is getting or whether it is giving. The question really becomes, are we a good partner? Are we doing our part of the partnership? Are we not just saying, God, 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 I need you to do something. And God's like, Brian, 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 Brian. It's actually you that I need to do something. But God doesn't work for us, but he does work with us. And now when you honor the word of God, you give yourself to it to read it. When you reflect on it and you begin to think about what it is that stood out to you and why. And on the inside, God will start speaking to you. Something will come up. And as that happens, you respond. I think I heard from God turns into, yeah, that's God. I think that might be God turns into, no, 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 that, that's him. I desire for all of us as a community of believers to be those that hear from God often, right? That the word of God is not rare in our lives, but that it's rich. And maybe today for you, it's just simply taking the the step of partnering with God in hearing from God. 
and not just saying, God, it's, it's got to be all you. And God's saying, if you would just open the word, I've been trying to get something to you. And hearing from God, super simple. It's just about partnering with God. My question to you today is, will you partner with him? Will you partner with God in hearing from God? Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you that, that we can trust the word of God. Thank you that you speak to us through the word of God. Thank you that you speak to us in so many ways, in, in dreams and signs and wonders through people, through prophecy. But God, I thank you that you speak to us through your word. I thank you that that you are a man of your word. So Father, today, wherever we find ourselves, whether it's like, I don't know that I've heard from God yet, or whether it's like, I, I, I used to hear from God a lot, something seems to have changed, or whether it's even, no, I hear from God all the time. God, I pray that our partnership with you would grow, that no matter what it is, whether we are getting or whether we are giving, whether you're asking us to do something, to make a phone call, to give forgiveness, to write a check, to stop a job, to start something new. God, let us be radical in our obedience. Maybe you're here today and maybe your first step to partnering with God is just by giving your life to him. That's the biggest thing that you could do in your life. The biggest decision you could ever make is to partner with God in giving your life to him. Maybe you're in here today and you want to hear from God. Remember, hearing from God, it's about partnering with him. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, maybe you're in here today and you say, I want to partner with God. I want to give my life to him. Like, I know I'm not perfect. Matter of fact, I'm like those disciples. Some days is good, some days it's not. But I want to give my all to Jesus. If you want to partner with God, whether it's for the very first time, or whether you just need to re-up on your partnership, whether we're in here, whether we're online, wherever you are, if you want to partner with God, on the count of three, just raise your hand wherever you are. One, two, three. Say, that's me. That's me. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hands going up everywhere. Beautiful. Beautiful. I just need to partner with God. I need to recommit my partnership to God. Beautiful. Beautiful. You can put those hands down. Now, would everybody just pray this prayer with me? This is a prayer of partnership. This is a prayer that says, God, I'm not asking you to work for me. I'm asking you to work with me. Let's just pray this prayer together. Say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And I believe that on the third day, he rose again from the grave. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my savior and you are my partner. My past, it's gone. All things are made new right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we just put our hands together and celebrate everyone that just made a decision for Jesus this morning?
Oh man, it is the greatest decision that you could ever make in your life. And we don't believe that you're supposed to make a decision and then just try to figure the rest of it out by yourself. Rather, we believe that these decisions are supposed to be developed within community. So if you made a decision for Jesus today, I want you to pull out your phone, text the word decision to 313131. From there, we're going to get you into community. We want to get some resources to you and to connect with you in your journey of faith. Hey, church, we love you. Next week, Pastor Joel is going to be back. We're going to be continuing in our series, so don't miss it. 10 o'clock everywhere, Lakeland, Highland Colony, online, CBS. We love you, church, and we will see you next week.